Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Well, not just waking up the waking of the bear, but waking up the world tonight. Oh yes, absolutely. There is a lot, uh, a lot of rocking and shaking and bombing and craziness happening right now. Um, and we're going to get into it tonight. We're going to talk about uh, what what is actually going on and actually how to navigate through this. There, it seems yeah. like there's a lot to navigate and a lot of uh, a lot of questions. And hopefully nobody's too quick to to sign up for something that they may regret later. You know. So yeah, what a what a what a week, what a weekend. And, yeah, uh, this is definitely a time for discernment right now. There, you know, the, I remember a couple of weeks back we were talking about how it was eerily quiet. Remember, there was kind of a yeah. week or so that was very quiet. There wasn't quite as much going on, and uh, just all of a sudden things just went off this last week um, with the with the with the war with the Hamas attack on Israel. And so we're just, you know, there's just a lot to take in. I, you know, it, it's interesting. It, it, it's interesting how when you have something like that event take place, how quickly our minds are then just totally focused on that one thing. And I know there's just lots of things that we can let go by that are that are also you, the urgent takes over the important, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, we have to be discerning right now. Yep. yep. The good uh, steals away from the best. So you have to, yeah. you do have to hear what is true. And that's why we have the Holy spirit in us is he, he says he will lead us into all truth. Jesus said, he said on the night that he was betrayed and uh, God will uh, help us to discern what is right and what is wrong, because it's a very difficult uh, time that we live in. As general Flynn would say, it's an information war, a fifth generation information war. So the information that's coming uh, at us will often be, um, it will be channeled. And I say channeled because that's like a witchcraft term in such right. a way that it will manipulate our emotions and it will get us to respond and it will captivate us and it will draw us into a storyline so that that's all we see. Yeah. And it kind yeah. of goes back to what, you know, what our original, original name we were talking about from the very beginning for wake the bear was, you know, question the narrative. And really that's what we're about is question the narrative, not just believing um, what's the easiest thing that we're being, that we're having pumped into us from the mainstream media as though there's other narratives out there, you know, and a lot of times the narrative that's, that we're being fed is the narrative they want to feed us to control the mind, the minds of the masses, which like it was kind of what you're saying, Chris. And I, I just, you know, just straight up on, I'm just confession. I've been like watching some of the footage. I was really heavy coming into tonight. Um, just feeling pretty heavy and just having to go, all right, Lord, how do I, you know, not get overtaken by the heaviness? And I, I just remember Jesus saying, you know, take heart in this world. You're going to face trials, but I have overcome the world. And just rec recognizing that our, as we are waking people up, we're, we're you know, our, we're not trying to declare that there's any other hope other than in Jesus. You know, even though we may have opinions about certain uh, per people, we know that it's not going to be a political person um, you know, salvation doesn't come to us on air force one. It comes through us from God, you know? So that's, that's one of the, the key things we have to remember, but we are, you know, and the fact that we're all, we're in a very much in a battle, like you said, it's, it's a warfare going on. So. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, <clears throat> there's a verse actually in Matthew. Uh, there, people are asking Jesus, what are the signs of the times at the end? And, uh, you know, there's some good instruction for us to, to take heart. I'm just going to share that real quick. And so, uh, yeah, Matthew 24 and it says, and you will be hearing wars and rumors of wars. I thought that was interesting, rumors of wars, because I don't know if you could hear rumors of wars back then like you can now. I mean, yeah. we've got we've got all the MSNBC and CNN and all the, you know, war loving, uh, just propaganda and stuff. But you see a lot of rumors of war now. I mean, if something breaks out, I mean, look, it what took us uh, minutes, literally minutes before we, you know, we woke up, what, Saturday morning, was it? Uh, or Sunday morning, Saturday morning, and seeing it live from our television. So, you know, instantly we were hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed for those mm. things must take place. But that is not yet the end. And we know it's not the end because the return of Christ has not happened yet. It says, for right. nation will rise up against nation. Yes, we've had that many times. And kingdom yep. against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Well, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to predict these things like earthquakes in various places. If you know that there's such a thing as weather control and earthquakes and stuff. Yep. And you know that that technology will be in the future where it'd be a little harder to guess if the earth's just going to start naturally doing that. But, but I could see where it's like, you know, the Lord knows he's like, Hey, these people uh, have the ability to control weather and make earthquakes. I believe that we saw that uh, some crazy things happening in, in uh, Maui, which is not being talked about at all. Now it's like, it never yeah. happened. Uh, wow. Earthquake. We had uh, two earthquakes in um, what Afghanistan? Afghanistan, yeah. Uh, and uh, a lot of people died. It was a six point three, I think, twice. Mm -hmm. uh, it says, but these things are merely the beginning of birth pains. Then they will hand you over to tri uh, tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. You know, I, I see that there's a lot of a lot of things that are aimed against Christianity, against followers of Christ. We see that. And we're probably a little bit more sensitive to it being Christians. But uh, but he says that at that time, many will fall away and they will betray one another and hate one another. And, you know, that's a sad thing. And I don't know if it's happened already or it's going to happen in the future. It depends on your eschatology or end times mm -hmm. interpretation. It says many false prophets will arise and mislead many people. And because of lawlessness is increased. Now, that's a pattern we see all the time. Lawlessness. Oh, sure. That's People do not want to. I mean, I, I would just listen to a whole bunch of podcasts this week on on the school system where they, they don't uh, expel. And, and, you know, it's very hard to even suspend and kids get away with whatever they want to do against a teacher. Well, we know that just with the lawlessness of, of break-ins to these big chain stores, you know, the, the Walmarts and, and stuff like that. They're getting ransacked and gutted uh by just hordes of, of idle youth I'll, I'll just call it you know and nothing seems to happen you know and these people's love will become cold and we uh, we definitely see that where there's not a sacrificial love as much it's like what what about me you know people will live together but they won't commit you know or, or just whatever um you know or mm -hmm. give sacrificially and then it just says and this is the last verse but the one who endures to the end is the one who will be saved. And so we're wow. talking about long, you know, it's a long game and you've got to, mm -hmm. you got to endure. And so we have no other choice. We really don't, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. it gets bad. It's like, well, 
what are you going to do? Just give up or just, you know, binge, binge watch something and just <laughs> ignore it. It's, it's only going to hurt you. You have no other choice, but to endure and those that will endure to the end. And that means being faithful and trusting right. God. And, and we trust, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. And we do not know, or at least I don't know what the truth is. I'll tell you right now, I do not know what the truth is. I am in this situation with the, the Moss and, and Israel, you know, they're, I don't see a total, you know, one side totally good and the other side totally bad. I, I kind of see both of them have a, some some bad things to them, um, you know, and, and that's what we'll discuss, I guess. But anyway, that's well, the I think verse that's, that popped out. Yeah, that's a great yeah, verse, Ron. Glad that you brought it up. Um, you know, one of the things that we were talking about before the show began, too, is that, you know, this there's, you know, this what is going on right now and what is it distracting us from and we have to keep remembering that you know this war just all of a sudden popped and then all of a sudden everybody's holding up flags of israel and you know and obviously i you know i have a soft heart for israel so many of us do um we do think of the ancient lands and the ancient peoples and the promises to the people of god and and yet we know that the modern day israel is not the same as the exact israel of back in the ancient days and you know, and 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 not and, and right now you the people of Israel are, are rebellion in rebellion to God and rebellion to His Word and rebellion to His Messiah, so they're not they're not completed Jews, right? So there's there's that, and, and then we, we you know there's so much that's gone on under the with with the dark hats, you know, I mean I think of the 16 year plan that you know part of the things that you mentioned you know a little bit earlier that you know and we talked about in the show multiple times that there has been kind of the dark hats have planned to, to bring up stuff to kind of destroy America and not kind of, mm -hmm. but to destroy America and the 16 year plan. It's like one of, one of the major tenets of that is to get us into a war with Russia. And, you know, we're seeing all this horrible footage out of Israel and, 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 and then we're hearing rumors, Oh, that Russia had something to do with it. And it's just like, what are we talking about? Like, how is that? You know, because yeah. there's there's a plan to try to get us in a war with Russia and Iran and and you know I'm just like man, war is hell and I don't want I don't want us mm -hmm. in, in any war. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're already pointing fingers beyond, and it, you know it has. And, and Chris had mentioned that earlier. It's just it has the all the flavors of 9/11. It's just like mm -hmm. this just doesn't. You know, I'm waiting for them to find a passport out of the rubble. You know, sort of thing. Uh, like right. they did at 9-11 and uh, instantly what what do we do we went into afghanistan yet it w wasn't it saudis that were supposed to be the ones that flew the planes you know which actually we talked iraq allies. iraq yeah. iraq didn't invade us at all so iraq was the place you know it there's just, just so right much good yeah no you're right i think it was iraq it was weapons of mass destruction you know that we mm -hmm. uh supposedly found and then we realized we didn't find them and we, but we, you know, it just were fed, just fed a bunch of baloney, you know. Yeah, yeah. weapons of mass destruction. They said is what what we could get everybody to agree upon to go to war. So it's like <laughs> What what can we get a, get enough justification in the minds of people's you know people's minds to actually justify what we're about to do next, right? Yeah, just like Pearl Harbor, right? That was one of the ones that would pull us into World War II, you know, and uh, yeah. And you see, and Chris, these, you said you were kept you kept hearing like what you were hearing, kept hearing false flag, right? Something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I've been praying into it, and I I did hear false flag, but 
Um, even over the weekend, I, I listened to a uh, conference out of Oasis Church in Ohio, which is Tim Sheets' church. It's on o oasiswire.org, and it was called the Proceed Conference. And one of the things that was um, shared was this, this um, dream that was shared with Dutch Sheets, and he was on stage sharing this dream, and it was about retuning the Liberty Bell. It was a God dream of God wanting to retune the Liberty Bell with into the right sound, into the right tone and the right frequency and vibration. And he knew that if they could retune this bell, it would break the veil of darkness and deception off our nation and the spirit of revelation would come over our nation and it would allow the people to be able to respond to the gospel. It would be like an unveiling, an unmasking, a pulling off a spirit of deception and mind binding. And uh, basically it was, uh, how did God uh, do this in retuning the, the Liberty Bell which represents covenant uh, that, you know, there's a verse on the Liberty Bell that from Deuteronomy that is uh, talks about God's covenant with Israel and, and our founding fathers put that verse on the Liberty Bell because they knew that this nation was founded on covenant with God. And uh, there were really only two nations in the world that um, have, uh, stated that they they started with with um, Yahweh with the Lord God. One is Israel, and the other is America. The American founders started choosing a covenant with God. So in this whole whole thing, I am reminded that if we don't have this type of discernment, it is going to be very difficult to know what is true and what is not. And part of the problem is because we're looking at half truths. There are some things that are uh, very disturbing. Uh, like in 9-11, people died in 9-11. Those buildings came down in 9-11. It was a tragedy, but then those situations were manipulated. And what really happened was manipulated so that we were pulled into a um, national frenzy Literally, it was a frenzy. Yeah. Um, and uh, you were talking about how, uh, Ron, how Don, uh, Dan Bogino, he says, um, before you make up your mind, um, yeah. uh, wait 72 hours. And yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, our, our plane, our B-52 with all the supplies in Israel, it's already landed. Some of the things they requested immediately. We have got to immediately have these things. We need something to reinforce the, the Iron Dome. And so we sent them $4 billion very quickly, very quickly without anybody... Um, uh, actually looking into some harder facts or asking questions. It was an executive order and, and a commander in chief, they need to be able to make good decisions. But my concern is that we don't have the most reliable, honest, strategically sound um, commander in chief, if that's what Biden is. After we look at what happened in Afghanistan and we've heard that maybe those those um, those weapons we left behind are actually the same weapons Hamas wow. may have used against the Israeli 
um, IDF. Uh, so, so we, you know, we need to think through, um, it was almost, you know, too, like those weapons were already loaded on that airplane, ready to go. And it's interesting that this new aircraft carrier was over in Greece. It's the most modern aircraft carrier in our fleet. I think it's called the Gerald Ford. Yeah. Hopefully the Ford. it won't fall down any stairs like Gerald Ford was known for us <laughs> yeah. falling down. But it was very interesting because uh, suddenly there were pictures of this very modern ship going towards Israel. Well, the, the fact is it was already over there. It was in a port in Greece. And so it the Mediterranean isn't that that wide. So it was a few uh, a few hundred miles before it could get into uh, a range where its um, air power could be activated. So we just know that um, during this time, uh, we want to be in prayer. We want to be discerning. We do not want to do anything out of fear. Fear not, fear not, fear not is a, mm -hmm. a term God uses a lot. And we want to do things out of being able to get behind the eyes of God through the Holy Spirit and say, what are you saying about this? Yeah, good, good points yeah. there. Definitely, Chris. Yeah, I, th I think like in Proverbs, it, you know, in Proverbs, it, it says, you know, a case seems right to the one who hears it. Proverbs 18, 17. In a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right until someone comes forward and cross-examines. So just really need to be careful <clears throat> not to jump to immediate conclusion, jump on the bandwagon really fast. Now, obviously, we can all jump on the bandwagon of that these violent um, attacks and these real civilians that were murdered and taken in captivity. I think it's up to 200 people in captivity and a thousand people killed. Those are, those are real, real trauma, real evil. And we can all stand against that and say, they condemn that. Uh, the question is, is, uh, and this is the question, even some of the real hardened um, pro Israel people are saying right now are, wait, how did this happen? Like, how did, like, there's even one woman who was a captain in the IDF. And she said, I've been there. I've been on charge. I was actually, watching the video you know i was in charge of watching the video and if there was like a roach or a, a rat that got that tripped mm -hmm. the wires and i didn't catch it that that i would be you know tr you know in trouble she reprimanded said, no, yeah. reprimanded yeah there is no way that you this could have happened without israel knowing about it there's no way it could have taken yeah. like, there's no way that it, and and they're saying it's like the most secure barrier border in the world and how did this this many got, people get through it that quickly? And, and it, you know, it, it, so the real question we have here, sure. yeah, that that popped up. I mean, yeah, I saw another one where someone said I was woken up in the middle of the night because a pigeon had come across, you know, and they didn't identify. That's how sensitive the equipment is, and mm -hmm. uh, it just—I don't know. It makes me really question what's going on here. Why? Why was so much missed? You know, it, yeah. we have intelligence too. I mean, the, the U.S. and the in Israel are like together on that, and especially right. with the intelligence community. And we, you know, how how did everybody get caught so off guard? How can that be, especially on a, what a holy day? It was that you know, yeah. the holy days. After fifty years, that's another special. You know, that's a, like a jubilee type of you know. And right. so, fifty years after a previous Yom Kippur war. 
don't you think there would be a little bit heightened oh, uh, yeah. awareness? I mean, I would think so. That yes. is a big question that needs to be answered. We can't just brush over it. That's where we have to put on our thinking caps, mm -hmm. as the teachers would say to their kids, and just say, hey, start thinking about these things. That's a real question that needs to be answered. Yeah, let me just give a, a two-minute recap to what the actual narrative is, just in case some people are are just beginning. They might have gotten a little bit here, a little bit there. They don't know uh, what is the, the narrative. And it's so interesting because uh, Israel has declared war um, with uh, Hamas. And uh, rarely do we actually get to to feel the the rapid the rapidness, the acceleration of it. But Friday was Simchat Torah, which is the last day. It's the eighth day of uh, Feast of Tabernacles. And in Feast of Tabernacles, it's the end of the fall feast. There's one. Um, there's one thing that the Lord says you must do. There's only one command to follow. And the the it's be filled with joy. Come and be with me in an intimate place, in a Sukkot, in a, a tent, in a tabernacle. And let me uh, teach you about intimacy and my presence. And so the only um, the only command that God gives is be filled with joy. And so I think it's very strategic against the evil one because the evil one is the one who um, Satan and all his minions and generals are the ones that start wars. They, they kill people, they steal, and they destroy. And so this war, supposed war in um, Israel started this large group of about a thousand terrorists broke out of uh, Gaza Strip. And Gaza is a um, strip of land between the Mediterranean Sea in the south part of Israel, where the community of the Palestinians are, um, they are encamped. They are put behind a fence because they've made it known that they are not friendlies to the um, to the Israel to Israel, and so uh, supposedly this large group went out in a they fanned out very quickly and strategically. They broke through this this gate these gates at about fifteen different places. These gates that we're talking about that if there's a cricket on one that um, the the people watching them they know that this is a very um, vulnerable place. And they, they've been watching it for years and they went through the towns and these are, um, residential areas and they took hostages and they apparently killed a thousand people. And these were men, uh, women and children. And they just, it looked like some of the, um, footage showed them being gunned down. One of the reasons there were so many was there was this large, um, music festival going on, on this big um, open green area, it probably wasn't green because it's in it's south of Israel, which is desert, but it was an open field area. And so there, there were quite a few uh, thousand people in one place. And so uh, they surrounded that and it looked like there was some machine gunning going on there. And so some of the hostages were taken back to Gaza. They were in the, uh, many of them uh, stole IDF um, equipment, some tanks and some um, military vehicles, armored vehicles, and drove 
hostages back to Gaza while they continued to um, plunder and kill uh, the regions around the, the little townships. They are small kibbutzes and townships around that area. I've been down in that area and stayed for a little bit. Many nationalities were among the people, especially at the music festival. It was a well-known festival that a lot of people from Europe came to. And so we know that at least... Um, 12 Americans were either taken hostage or killed during the time. And Israel has um, since then activated their army. They have cleared the insurgents out of these communities around Gaza. And um, they have uh, basically driven some, most of the forces back. There are a few um, unaccounted for terrorists that they're still looking for. And there are occasional sightings and then they they uh, say they eliminate them which is a language for they kill them on site the the IDF the uh, Israeli government so war has been declared and also a new government has been declared for this war time missiles were going from Gaza into Israel and there seem to be some fractions and problems with the Iron Dome because some hit in Tel Aviv, one hit in Bethlehem, some got into uh, the depths more um, of uh, Israel, but most were intercepted by the Iron Dome in their anti-missile uh, system that they have. And then since then, quite a few heavy guns have been going into Gaza and taking out what they consider um, not only are where the, the terrorist leaders are, but they've um, texted many of the citizens of Gaza who are also women and children along with um, men. And they've said, you need to get out of your buildings, evacuate immediately. And they do have a UN place to evacuate to because your buildings are coming down. Your residential high-rise apartment buildings will be coming down. And so there's been a lot of what looks like firing from into Gaza going on while they've been evaluating who's been killed, who's been taken hostage. And the statement has been made by the Israeli government that they are not going to be influenced by the hostages as to how they handle the Gaza Strip. So that's yeah, basically you know I mean? the scenario that's going on. And so they're counting them as dead, basically, the hostages, because they don't they can't negotiate with them. So we've got, you know, this is a massive, massive war. I mean, uh, the president of Israel Israel is saying that this we are at war. He's not saying that we're doing a military exercise. We're not, you know, we're not this is an act declaring war on Hamas. And you know, and and with what we've seen in the footages, you can see why why someone would say that why they're doing that. The problem is, is that it just seems like too many questions have come up too quickly um, about how this could have happened. And, you know, even some people are saying, oh, you know, BB can this is a chance for BB to, to do what they've always wanted to do, which is go in and, and take out all of Gaza Strip. And, um, and right now, yeah, I talk guess a little bit about that, just as there are deep state operatives in our government, there are mm -hmm. deep state operatives in every government who want to bring in destruction of um, national governments in order to usher in the, the plan of a one world government. Can can either of you speak to that? Well, I yeah, can I, I can speak a little bit on just 
my my viewpoint of Israel. You know, unfortunately, you know, especially evangelical Christianity, they they put the state of Israel on such a high pedestal as if it were uh, a fulfillment of all these promises. And if you actually look at those promises, they're 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 not that at all. I mean, you know, a nation born in a day. Oh, you know, 1948. Well the United States was born in a day too at the declaration of independence. The United States was born, uh, you know, you had mentioned earlier, Chris, uh, with the, with Yahweh as their, as their God and, and Israel of old, I'm assuming that you meant when you said Israel is the other country that had Yahweh as their God, because Israel of new was created by the Rothschilds, you know, the Rothschild family. Mm -hmm. And they, they're the ones that created the state of Israel in 1948 and I don't know if that's a fulfillment of anything. Uh, you know, what I know is, you know, you when you take a verse out of Genesis 12, 3, where God is talking to Abraham or Abram at the time, and it says, hey, I want you to go to a faraway country. And he says, I will bless those who bless you. And you always hear that. Oh, you know, we, we need to stand for Israel all the time because th then we're a blessed nation and look how blessed we are. Well, if you look at the history of this nation, we were blessed. But by the time we were about 1948 and we started standing for it, I would say we've been on a decline, a steady decline. I don't see it as a blessing. And I'm not saying to stand. I mean, innocent people over there were just murdered and, and we need to stand for people, uh, you know, the innocent like that. But, you know, that whole structure over there is not necessarily the chosen, you know, the chosen people. I mean, if you ask the average rabbi, uh, you know, who is Israel? You hear it all the time behind pulpits, you know, uh, two million Jews wandered the desert, you know, with Moses. Well, that's not the, that's not, it's Israelites. They were, they were Israelites. And, and that Israel had broken into two kingdoms. You had Northern 10 tribes and you had Southern two tribes. And those Southern two tribes are called the house of Judah, Judahites. That's where the word Jew comes from, Judahites. Um, and so, you know, what about the other 10? And and if you look at the, the promises, there are two different groups of promises. And the, the 10 in the north are the ones that get all the, they'll own the gates of their enemies. They'll be numerous, uh, so big that they can't be numbered. I'm going to give them a land and plant them north and west of where they're at now. And, and then the list goes on. But so if if we can look at that clearly, then it may get rid of some of the confusion because there's a lot of good, honest questions. People go, how could God allow this to happen to his chosen people? And, and yet I don't know if there's that many chosen people there. I believe there are some Sephardic Jews, but the Ashnakazi, you know, they're not uh, a Hebrew origin. I mean, if you look at the 1984 Jewish Almanac, the first article is called Identity Crisis. And it says the ancient Israelite, and the contemporary Jew are two different peoples. They're not related to each other. It says it clear as day right there in a Jewish almanac. So it's like, you know, and that's just one of many examples. But so when we see this happen, you know, this is not a nation that is following God, at least Jesus. And that's the only one that really matters. He is the way, right. truth and the life, you know, going and sacrificing or doing all the old stuff. That's not going to get you into eternal life. You know, that that was for then. That was a different dispensation, if you if you will. And and so people need to come to Jesus. And so this tragedy, this tragic thing that has happened, you know, is is um, 
I think it's orchestrated. I really do. I think that uh, Netanyahu may have uh, allowed this to happen. I don't know for sure, and I don't want to commit to that, but it, it seems really odd that this would happen. And then the repercussions, uh, we literally could go towards a World War III and, and um, you know, and I, I don't believe the Lord's going to allow that. I think this country is going to experience a near death experience and that this might, might be part of that. I don't know. Um, what I do know right. is that Biden has set things up. I mean, didn't Iran just get six billion dollars? Um, on nine eleven. Ironically enough, oh, really on nine eleven. Yeah, what is, a what a slap in the face of the American people. Yeah, yeah, yeah that I didn't even know it was on nine eleven. Um, but they got un, unfrozen, so it's supposed to be used for humanitarian. But who's going to enforce that, right? These are people that were saying death to America, death to Israel. Uh, and so they're going to, oh, yeah, we're just going to use it for humanitarian. Well, I, I don't believe that's the case. And, and then with Afghanistan, I mean, was it $80 billion worth of equipment? I think it's something like that. It, it's it's a lot. I know it's over 30 million uh, rounds of ammo. You know, I mean, there's a lot that was left there. And, uh, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood seems to be uniting. And uh, if that's the case, uh, there's a, a steady flow of military artillery. And um, and that might be what we saw happen. Yeah, yeah it seems like I it's love, basically. Um, I, I, what I, I just want to say quickly, Ron, you know, whether people agree with you or not, one of the things I love about what you're saying is um, you're coming up with a, a narrative that you're willing to question. And that's really what we need to be able to do is we need to let go of some of our sacred cows. Honestly, that's what keeps us in stuck sometimes from being able to take uh, even to see what's going on around us is, is we don't want to look because we so treasure the I idea or the doctrine or we'll die on that hill. And so you know, we, we may not all agree exactly with what you just said, but what we do agree with is that we need to look up, look at all the, the options and talk about, hey, this could be that, exactly what you're, you're talking about. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, I'm and I, sorry. Yeah, and I think, I think that we're, what we're dealing with is an international deep state uh, cabal. Um, and we don't we don't really know who are the good guys and, and who are the bad guys entirely because they, obviously they're they're they were controlled they're controlled by um, you know secret handshakes secret societies uh, working together um, towards what you know they talk about all over the place this new world order this new um, you know even the even the people in Ukraine are fighting oh we're fighting for a new world order you know. And we know that, you know, with the, the connections with the Mossad and with the Epstein Island, that, the, that, that you know, mm -hmm. the revelations came out that some of that is actually uh, was a you know, honeypot trap for getting government officials from all of the world entrapped to entrap them, to control them. And so we know the Mossad was a part of that. And, and just like we have um, good people who work for the CIA, like I think of, you know, people who are exposing, you know, child trafficking you know, we also have bad people in the CIA. There's there, the, these secret organizations. When you have organizations that don't have to operate transparently and you have uh, people in government who are able to utilize those, that powerful system, um, I, I think the system that JFK was talking about in his president in the press speech 
you know, this, this was worldwide global conspiracy. I think that there's a portion of that in Israel. There's a large portion of those the, in their government that are working and collaborating with towards this drive. And let's not be, let's not forget Israel had the largest population of people vaccinated during the mm-hmm. during the vaccines so mm-hmm. you know they all went along and followed right along you know right right into the plan and so you know i i don't see I, all i'm trying to say is i see that there's there's we don't really know all that's going on we have to kind of ferret out over time but not to just jump on the bandwagon right away yeah and with any uh, people group, uh, I'm not talking about the citizens, and I don't think you are either. You know, no. we're talking about leadership and people that are in charge of governments and stuff that the nefarious. So it's so people by whether it be race or just location, you know, they're the innocents, most of them, you know, the public. And, and so the vaccinations and, and that. Um, but, you know, what I do see out of this this happening is is Hunter hunters out of the news. Mm-hmm. Right. The border, our border is out of the news. Yeah. Ukraine is out of the news and they're actually running out of money because it looks like, you know, with uh, McCarthy stepping down and and um, just others are not willing to give the money like they used to. Uh, so that's starting to dry up. That's uh, a big you know, deal, so whole, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a new way of getting money uh, transferred, you know, and uh, yeah. instead of throwing it over to Ukraine, it might be throwing it over to Israel. You know, and the speaker drama is out of the news. The the Biden crime family, that's out of the news, right? There was a lot of talk about that. But, you know, um, you know, they kept finding more and more evidence of him, uh, Joe, colluding with, you know, China and Ukraine and, and all that. So that and, uh, and our economy is out of the news. And then this Ill- mm-hmm. illegal immigrant invasion that we are experiencing, yeah. which is very yeah. concerning because, yeah. uh, I mean, you saw just this weekend major uh, protests uh, or rallies, I don't know what you want to call them in New York and Chicago, uh, holding the Palestinian uh, viewpoint. And I I get it if you want freedom and and fair, you know, there's probably been some atrocities. There has been on both sides, but Mm -hmm. these are the people saying like death to Israel. We're happy that this happened. And it's just like, you know, and even the news is skewed to the point where they said, unlike uh, Hamas that were instructed not to, damage any religious or respect religious institutions like don't bomb them you know the mosque got bombed by israel and it's just like yeah so what would they do they respectfully raped and uh killed and executed people and that that's honorable but you know blowing up a building is i mean the spin on some Mm -hmm. of these things and so uh you know it's just uh makes me want to get sick you know yeah, and I, I was uh, sharing with you earlier, praying medic, who is Dave Hayes. He has a Telegram and a um, Twitter and Truth channel. Uh, he he had a, a good point as you're talking about, while we're looking here, don't look there. Um, he said, Netanyahu says airstrikes in Gaza are just the beginning. Well, that's chilling to me because I, I saw some footage of what looked like some heavy duty bombing. And then he said, and what Israel will do next will resonate for generations to come. That's what Netanyahu said. I wish no innocent person or child to lose their life, but be held hostage or worse. My focus is on an American citizen. 
Uh, not on Russia versus Ukraine, Hamas and Iran versus Israel, or any other cabal-manufactured conflict outside my borders. American patriots are fighting World War III right now on our own soil. We're entrenched in both an information and silent war, forcing upon us uh, by satanic communists militating to overthrow and enslave the United States of America. My focus as an American citizen, this is what Dave said, is fighting to preserve our constitution, supporting President Trump and patriots leading MAGA policy, continuing to wake and empower my fellow Americans and save America, period. And, you know, I was... um I was really taken by what he said because he gets the idea of how we are manipulated and our emotions over 1500 people, the entire globe right now has their eyes on the Gaza Strip. This little tiny, Israel's no bigger than the state of New Jersey. And then the Gaza Strip is this tiny little strip. And those that that were um, killed or kidnapped, taken hostage, um, they were less than the 9/11 people who died in that. There were 1,500. Now, no one should should have been killed or taken hostage. But the entire globe is ready to salivate and go into this war drum, World War Three vengeance and slaughter an entire area without taking a breather to say, I wonder if we were set up for this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I was listening at this is the second time I've heard Dave Hayes's, uh, you know, points there. And I just really started to ponder it because, you know, at first you might go, well, that seems to be very self-focused on your own thing and not the, the rest of the world. But but, you know, we've been manipulated for so long that, we, I mean, we're the world's policemen, but we're actually the world's problem, too. I mean, we we have set up so many faulty governments. We've torn them down. And it just seems like if we would just stay out like our forefathers told us we should, we shouldn't get ourselves into foreign, unnecessary foreign wars. It's just in foreign policies because it is going to suck you right into war and think about how many people, how many lives were lost in world war one and world war two. Mm -hmm. And where did those start? Did they start on a big scale? They started small. And I understand the whole Germany and Adolf Hitler. And I, I agree with taking him out. Um, but even world war one, it was, you know, what, just the Kosovo area or in that area. Uh, but, you know, it pulled the whole world and millions and millions and millions of people died. Uh, I mean, the, yeah. the whole world got sucked into it. And so there's mm -hmm. something to be. And, and there are people on this planet that want this, you know, the whole depopulation group. You know, they want this. You know, we, we've already talked about the 16 year plan. This was a, a plan that was done where they believe the first eight years were under Barack Obama. And then the, the following eight years would be under Hillary Clinton. And some of the, the things they would do for that to happen is, is to weaken the military. Well, we've already publicly announced that we are low on ammunition for our own country. And we have given out a lot of military equipment to Ukraine. 
which is just getting blown up at record pieces because they don't even have anybody that's trained anybody. They do it. We are just emptying our arsenal that is supposed to be reserved for ourselves. And then now with Israel, so we give whatever we have. And so that puts us in a very vulnerable. And then you, on top of that, we have an oil, oil reserves, right? right? For gas. And that was for the military that we could actually get our ships moving and our tanks moving and stuff like that. Well, because of the election year coming up and Biden obviously has messed up everything as far as uh, fuel, you know, canceling Keystone Pipeline. We were self-sufficient, you know, and, and all of a sudden to get the prices down, what's he do? He taps into the oil reserves. In fact, he was selling oil to China at one point. And it's just like, what are you doing? So now our oil reserves are low. Our military equipment is low. And this is exactly part of what they call the 16-year plan. And that's been talked about for many years now. Uh, this is not something that just was hypothesized, you know, a year ago or something. And so we're seeing that happen. And then the final thing is to start a World War III, whether it be Ukraine. But, you know, you have war drums everywhere, rumors. I mean, China with Taiwan and and Russia with Ukraine. And and we had done we gone into depth with the, the whole Ukrainian thing with, you know, we had um, what was it, Lep- uh, Igor Leponik, you know, mm-hmm. who created um, uh, Ukraine on fire. Uh, Oliver Stone narrated it. And, you know, so we go into how we went in and meddled and took over a country and installed what we wanted, you know, a NATO loving uh, party. And and all of a sudden we want to push east, you know, which is a violation of our own uh, agreement with Russia. Russia said, don't do it. We've And I think there's 14 countries that we pushed into NATO and Ukraine's the last straw and, and Putin put his foot down. I'm not saying he's perfect, but boy, you keep poking that bear, unlike our bear in California, you poke that Russian bear uh, too many times. And, you know, and they're already already trying to uh, put blame on Putin for this Israeli attack, you know, and it's like, right. wow, how did you get to that, to that, you know? Well, um, uh, Mike Pence actually put the blame on uh, Donald Trump and on uh, Ron DeSantis and the other GOP candidates because we were creating, um, I, I don't know how that that is. I didn't quite follow his logic, but I think there's there will be quite a bit of finger pointing wow. in the days ahead, and you know I I do believe Hamas is very evil, and yeah. but I don't trust trust Mossad. You know they like you said they uh, Gislaine Maxwell's father was a key member of Mossad and obviously um, a member of the deep state cabal, and mm-hmm. we know that uh, there are some very nefarious things going on. So I think it's a fair position to take that we take a pause. We keep praying about it. We watch, we, um, we let our heads make decisions out of coolness. We evaluate our own borders and our own national security, uh, which I think is really important. And then we remember the history that um, a lot of those that are in our government right now are the ones that pushed the pandemic on us, are the ones that supported the uh, color revolutions in other nations that destabilized them so that they got um, despot and um, 
terrible leadership and their economies became unstable. So we want to remember the history of those that are in uh, our leadership right now and know that many times the decisions that they have made have not been for our interest. Yeah. And I think that's what we're, I mean, kind of directing it now back to some of the stuff that's going on at home here that, you know, or maybe this war is trying to take our minds off of we've got we've got a battle for the new speaker of the house that's going on right now mm -hmm. jim jordan has been formally uh, uh recognized as a great guy and uh, uh, donald trump has endorsed him for speaker of the house i think he'd be fantastic the guy is a fighter yeah. he's he's an yeah. amazing wrestler i mean he, he'll champion wrestler in his in his state and, and he's just an amazing man and he really is holding people's feet to the fire with um with the various, you know, the weaponization of government, he's on that particular group. But I think he's got that going and he's done a lot of that work already. He could very easily take over the House speakership and have other people continue to drive that home. You know, he didn't want it before. If you remember, they were asking him to do it. He's like, no, I want to oversee the weaponization of government um, investigation. I think that's the most important thing. So this is a man that's very principled. He's not about himself. He's not like, I want to get into to the house. I, I want to be the speaker, but he's like, you know what? Maybe I could bring some unity to the, to, to the, to the Republican contingent. And I could actually drive home some of the stuff that we've been asking, you know, McCarthy to do that he didn't accomplish. So I think that's, there's a win there. I think Pelosi getting evicted out of her office, you know, that's, that's a win. That's, that's, you know, even though it's kind of small, but it's, you know, Hey, you're still, you're still, still in office. you get, here's your cardboard box, put your stuff in there and get out. You know, so yeah. yeah, it's a little bit of a tell about McCarthy too. That why why did he let her stay there? It, yeah, it's worth that question anyway. Yeah, definitely. The border wall is a, is another one. Uh, the Biden regime has done a U turn, and you know it's sad. I, I might have mentioned it last week. It's sad that you know we had three hundred billion dollars worth of uh, you know wall equipment that he sold off for two million. You know, so it's like, okay, now he's got to repay for something, you know, that it was just there already. It was ready to use. And uh, Very poor fiscal policy. Absolutely. But, you know, that's a, that's definitely a win. Um, but, you know, even using our thinking caps, why hasn't that wall been built in Texas? I mean, we have a Republican governor, right? And I, there was talking about it. And it's like, why didn't you finish it? If it's so bad, why didn't you put your... Yeah. You know, it's like, hmm, wonder why that didn't happen. So right. we got to look at it, whatever side, both sides, you know, we don't wear a big R Republican just because of that. It, you know, it just seems like there's a little bit more MAGA minded people in that party and there's none in the other, you know. Yeah. And, um, and I would say another another big win would be RFK declaring that he's going to run as an independent. Chris, you, you heard that you read his whole speech uh, that I, I just skimmed over your notes on that, that, that he is on fire. What did he tell us? Yeah. Well, I, I heard his announcement and then he is very aware of the uniparty. Uh, yes. He's been fighting it since he uh, was a little boy and his father and his uncle were in politics. So uh, he he knows that instead of two parties, there is actually one. And so by making the announcement, his announcement was he was going to become a the um, uh, the presidential candidate for uh, the independent party. 
And so he started out by saying, we declare our independence from this uniparty. And because uh, he believes in the actual, as an independent, he believes in the original Declaration of Independence. But he, he just knows that we're at a time where it's, it's sink or swim. It's, he, he didn't use the term zero-sum game, but it's the same idea that we're either going to survive or perish in this um, this presidential cycle. And so he felt very strongly that we've had a, a government that's been hijacked and that uh, the things that are going on right now are incompatible with the pursuit of happiness in our nation. And so he, um, he got a huge um, roar of applause from the people that he announced this to that. Uh, I mean, it's kind of unprecedented uh, for, for uh, we, I mean, Rand Paul got driven out of that position. I think he could have con- come in as an independent, but he was basically, um, driven out and intimidated out. Uh, but this will be so interesting to watch. Yeah. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. You know, I was listening to, um, Oh, what's his name? Roger Stone. He was being interviewed on Elijah streams and he was saying, cause you know, Steve had asked, what's your opinion of Robert Kennedy jr. Going independent. And he says, you know, it's not as easy as just checking a new box and say, Oh, I'm going to be running independent. You are actually, you have to do a lot of rearranging, but this uniparty has made it to where it favors this two party system. And right. so to, to go in as independent, it is a lot of work and there are a lot of other uphill battles that he'll be doing, but he feels that that is worth doing versus being in the Democratic Party, which is, you know, they've treated him horribly, horribly. Mm-hmm. And so it was very interesting. Actually, it was a very interesting interview. It was all on, um, uh, Roger Stone's book on who killed John F. Ken- or yeah, John mm-hmm. F. Kennedy. Uh, he's definitely uh, pointing at Lyndon B. Johnson, you know, a alcoholic pill pusher mm-hmm. womanizer who is mm-hmm. very corrupt, very corrupt. And so uh, very interesting. You know, it just seems to never leave. But anyway, it was a good interview. Elijah Streams, Roger Stone. Um, and then, yeah, RFK Jr. going independent. Well, I- well, I would say, you know, I was reading over, you know, what he said. He and he actually sounded a bit like President Trump's inaugural address. Like, huh. he, you know, I mean, in the very beginning when, or the in that speech, President Trump says, this is the time where we hand over power from these jokers behind me back to the people. Right. And they're, they're, it's weird. They're. They're coming from two totally different directions, but kind of saying the same thing that, you know, they're, they're, it's time to declare an independence from this, this uniparty that has been controlling everything and sending your kids to, to war and mm-hmm. they've reaped the benefits while you're, you're, you've, you've paid the costs and they've enriched themselves at your expense. And that, and that's exactly what he talks about in his, you know, and that's in his declaration. Instead of two parties, we've got a uniparty monster that has two faces loudly bickering with itself as they lumber us off a cliff, you know, and die at the bottom of the cliff lies the destruction of our country. People suspect that the, these divisions are deliberate and orchestrated and getting us to hate each other is part of the scam. And they're fed up with the with being fooled and they're ready to take back their power. I, I believe that. Like I feel that in the mm-hmm. atmosphere. I, 
And there are people I feel like who are kind of like they've had their heads in the sand. They don't want to hear it. They're like, la, 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 don't tell me. But they're starting to get it, too. Like, they're, you know, when people say, are you Republican or Democrat? I go, dude, uh, they're both corrupt. Like, and th- and that's what I think people are finally getting getting is that there, there's a the system is designed. It's a rigged system designed to keep the people who um, empower getting richer, you know. Yeah, if only he could see the light on being pro-life instead of uh, supporting the abortion industry and also the whole climate hoax. Uh, You know, he's a climate he's a climate terrorist, in my opinion. Uh, You know, he he really thinks that the the everything's going to burn up, and I I just don't believe that the science is there. I've I've read too many things. So, yeah, he sounds great on paper. Um, and in some areas, amazing, especially with the whole vaccination and and the whole big pharma. I, I love his book. I'm still still reading it on Audible, you know. But uh, there's some still some areas of great concern. So I wouldn't consider him a candidate personally. Um, although I am, I think it's a, the hand of God using him to wake up people that are so far that could never even listen to one second of Donald Trump. Um, they'll hear him, and and maybe that will open up doors. And start that process of questioning and doubting where they're at. Yeah. Now, h- how do you think? Because I do think that uh, Trump is going to come back in, but I don't. I'm not con- convinced he's going to be the Republican candidate. Because uh, I mean, unless MAGA, how are we going to change? Um, the Republican party from being a rhino run uniparty into a, uh, a party that actually loves America and uh, lays down its life for uh, the people. Uh, can, have you, have you all thought through, how is this going to happen? It might be MAGA Republican versus Republican. Uh, you know, Kim Clement had prophesied a new party will be formed, you know, and, and Donald Trump, and so I, I do believe that there will be some sort of new party, but it it may be uh, a version. That's just my my thoughts. I don't know. Maybe a Since lion party. Lay down the donkey and the elephant and have a lion yeah. instead. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I like that. I like that. Well, in the days ahead, um, just be, be really aware that uh, um, look beyond the box, look beyond the narrative, uh, be, keep thinking about discernment. Uh, God is at work and he wants us to be listening to him and not necessarily what the news is saying or even social media. You had some good news, uh, Ron. You were you um, were sharing yeah. of something that was a little unexpected and some of the things God comes out in the most unexpected places. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed um, seeing this and hearing about this. Um, Kat Van D, um, she is a person that was had her own show called LA Inc. And it was right about the time when Jesse James was doing Monster Garage. And I, I actually liked that because I was actually on one of those episodes. Um, I spent a week down in LA uh, wow. filming. Yeah, we converted a U-Haul truck into a wrestling ring and you just press a button and the whole thing opens up. Uh, but anyway, at that time, uh, Kat Van D had her show on uh, Discovery's Well. Uh, I believe it was Discovery. Um, and it was called LA Inc. And, and so she, uh, a year ago, she stepped away from witchcraft. So she was involved in witchcraft and just a lot of dark things. And she was around. And, and it was it stemmed from 
abuse that she had uh, experienced growing up. But anyway, uh, this past week, she decided to uh, film her being baptized. And I think she just wanted to make sure everyone knew because, you know, a lot of people use baptism as a, a public declaration. So let me play that. Um, so let me play that real quick. Do I have that loaded up? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, sorry. Let's play. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really neat to hear. My wife had brought that to my attention uh, like six months ago. Did you know Kevin D, you know, she had um, renounced witchcraft because, you know, witchcraft seems to be a very uh, trendy thing right now with the youth, um, you know, and, and so to see, you know, and it makes me think, and I haven't posted, I'd like to post that actually on Facebook is, you know, somebody that was at the height of their career, they had their own show and they had a lot of, I mean, they were the cool people, right? You know, everyone in LA, you know, all the celebrities liked her and, and all that stuff. And, um, and she walks away from it all. She didn't have something like a, a tragedy where she was pulled out of, you know, Hollywood. And what would cause somebody to give that whole identity up, that fame, that, you know, if you're involved in witchcraft, usually you're pretty much on the ob odds with God, <laughs> you know, and what would, cause somebody to turn around you know it's so neat to see her like dressed in white and not that white's good and black is bad but you know just a different thing she just shed off her old life mm -hmm. and 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 like i'm a christian i'm a follower of jesus and, and if you look wow. at that pastor he wasn't very edgy he seemed about as conservative as they come the audience was pretty edgy you know and i thought that was really a neat thing too that you know all are welcome uh, so i was encouraged by that and that just happened this past week and it probably got overshadowed with, you know, the McCarthy and, and now Israel and stuff. But I want to give it a little attention because, you know, those that are wondering what what is it? What, why would someone do that? Well, it's the power, mm -hmm. the transforming power of Jesus mm -hmm. and, and, and truth. She was given truth and the Holy Spirit probably spoke to her heart saying this is true. And she knew deep down inside this is. And she renounced that witchcraft, got out of witchcraft. I don't know what she was doing in you know, uh, there's different levels of witchcraft and I don't know what the details are, but she walked away from that and gave her life over to Jesus. And after being discipled, uh, you know, you don't just mm -hmm. go from zero to a hundred, you know, overnight, it's a journey. And she's at that point where she made a public declaration. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I believe baptism is more than just a public declaration, but it definitely is part of it. 
you know, it's a public declaration. And she declared it to the point where she even had it filmed, you know, it was nicely edited and stuff, but that was her testimony to the world. Yeah. And I, I just really, my hat's off to her. Uh, I thought that was a wonderful, beautiful expression. Yeah. Well, and that kind of brings up, you know, we have been tracing a lot of what's going on. We're questioning the narrative. You know, Wake the bear is about waking up. Uh, uh, what I believe is happening is Christians becoming patriots and patriots becoming Christians and waking up the world to not, not just um, that there is evil, but there is God and there is good and that Jesus is the king and that he is the answer to all the problems we're facing. And, I, you know, whether whether the world is coming to an end today or it's going to be another hundred years that before Christ return, the message is still the same. Jesus is the Lord. He is king. And we need to get people to know who he is. And so the harvest is plentiful and the workers is few. So let's get out there and share Jesus with people. Amen. Amen. That's a great, a great closer there, Brandon. Awesome. Ooh. Yeah. Well, thank this you for joining us. Wake the Bear Radio on KSCO 1080 on your AM dial. Oh.